This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am interviewing Stephanie, who she is a life and business coach and this episode, you guys, if you're ready to get motivated and inspired and figure out if you're one of those people that doesn't know what they want to do and you're just like, I just need to find my passion, I need to find my calling, I need to find what I'm meant to do because I am working at a job that I don't like, I am doing something that I don't really like doing you need to listen to this episode. And I think it's just really, really motivating. And it was motivating me just speaking to her. And I'm one of those people who I admire people that are like coaches and uh, business coaches and life coaches. And I feel like a lot of people think like, oh, if you're a life coach, you have it all figured out. You're all together. Your life is perfect. Because if your life's not perfect, then why are you coaching? No, no, no. This episode is real. It's raw. We talk about the struggles. We talk about real life. No one's life is perfect newsflash um (laughs) and we really get real about that and i think it's just an episode that people are going to relate to a lot and people are really going to get inspired so if that is what you're looking for if you're looking for some inspo you're looking to learn something you're looking to figure out yourself a little bit better then this is basically like a free session with stephanie because she gets so real on it here and it's such a good episode so i say that about all my episodes there's no episode that i'm like oh my gosh this episode sucks but like here keep watching but no this one is really good and i think it's i like that my episodes are a little more different like I try to get like different people on like I don't only want to have life coaches on I don't only want to have like um youtubers on I don't only want to have professionals on you know like I want to have a a good healthy mix so that we get everyone's opinion everyone's take on life and yeah I just really like this one so I hope that you guys enjoy again thank you so much for all the five star reviews I cannot believe we're over 500 reviews on iTunes that is insane like actually insane please be sure to review this if you guys like this episode it really means a lot to me and if you guys actually dm me that you reviewed it i will personally respond to say thank you because that just like means so much to me and you guys don't have to take the time out of your day to review it so if you are doing that that just means a lot to me so anyways i hope that you guys enjoy this episode and let's just get into it hi stephanie thank you so much for coming on my podcast you're so welcome hi natalie I am so excited to have you on. I feel like you, this episode is going to provide a lot of value for a lot of people and just I'm excited to hear what you have to say. 
Well, thank you. I hope so. If not, we can make them laugh if nothing else, right? (laughs) Exactly. So we're just going to jump into setting the record straight. So this is where I say a few assumptions, and then you are going to say if they're true or false based on your own experiences. I'm nervous. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The first one is if you do what you love, you never have to work a day in your life. False. Because, yeah, I agree. (laughs) You know, like we're still, like, I'm still working right now and I know it's work, but it feels like play. But it is still work. Like, let's not get it twisted. Exactly. And I feel like sometimes, even if this is something that we love doing, ultimately, if sometimes we might not want to do it, you know, it's like, oh, I have to do that, but I don't necessarily want to this second. And then the next one is everyone should know what they want to do by their 20s. False. Oh, so false. I'm glad you're saying that. (laughs) Yes. I think that we have, uh, I believe in something called like your calling. And so for me, it's God-led calling, whatever it might be for the listener, you know, spirit-led calling, but we have this thing we're created to do, but it it is not clear from day one. And it only becomes clear through messy action, through realignment, through getting that job and realizing, Ooh, this isn't really fulfilling me, but there are pieces of it that I want to take with me on the journey. So I believe that each step, each year, each job, each failure, it all helps it become clear over time. And that everyone's journey to getting that realization is different. I love that. No, I actually really, really like that advice because I think sometimes we feel like a failure is just like, Oh, we did something wrong. And it's like not, it's not a sign. It's not going to lead us anywhere, but a lot of times it is. It's opening up the bigger picture, like you were saying. I love that. And time batching is the most productive way to spend your days. Yeah, true, true. I need to get better on that. I'm hoping you can help me out. (laughs) I would love to. I'm like one of those people where everyone's looking at me going, how are you doing all those things? And I'm over here saying, what do you mean all those things? I only worked for four hours today. And I think it's because I'm just ridiculous on time blocking, on boundary setting, on when I'm doing something, I'm like 100% doing it really fast, really effectively, because I want time and space for all the play. So yeah, if we want to jam on that, like I'm your girl. Yeah, no, I, and that's something I'm trying to implement because I feel like I do so much, but I do, like, I'll do one thing and then I'll stop halfway and then I'll do something else and then I'll get Mm -hmm. distracted. And it's just, it's very overwhelming to do it like that. And I know I need to get better at time batching. So it's definitely something that I'm trying to get better and implement in the new year. You will be happy that you did. Yeah. It's uncomfortable at first, but I think once you've created the habits and the systems, you'll go, oh my gosh, like how was I living my life before? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so true. And now just tell us a little bit about yourself. So just let the listeners know who you are and where you're from and all of that good stuff. Yeah. So I live in a little suburb outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm probably the only person on this podcast from New Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. (laughs) But it's so cool because I live in this underrated state. We have all four seasons, we have mountains and snow, and then we have the most beautiful summers and climate and our sunsets are amazing. And we're the home of chili. And so we put green on literally everything we eat. People think it's super weird, but that's what we do here. (laughs) And born and raised here in New Mexico, I have two little boys, six and three. I'm married. I'm kind of a Jesus freak. I drink too much coffee for sure. Like I know that's what's up, but I'm not willing to change that behavior. I love to work out. And my whole, you know, calling 
right now in the space where I sit, what I do today is I help the faith-led entrepreneur tap into what that calling is inside of their heart. And then I help them create a business out of it using podcasting and online course creation because I believe fiercely in creating a passive income driving business so that you can set something, forget it, and then create this life that fuels you, that you have time and space to do all the fun things you want to do, but you're still making money in a passive way. So that's what I do today. And I help women do that through my podcast, which is called the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, courses and coaching. And yeah, and it's a big, long journey until then. I, I was a corporate exec. I was a top 1% network marketer. I had a life crisis in 2016. Think Britney Spears when she <laughs> shaved her head, like circa Britney Spears style. But I came back and I realized that every time I fell down, I was being prepared for where I sit today. And all of the hard stuff I had to go through, it was really giving me the gifts of testimony so that I could help those women that I was going to coach. And so now I look at hard stuff and the struggles and the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and I'm like, yes, like, thank you. Because I know on the other side of that is some type of amazing breakthrough. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's actually something that I feel like so many people need to hear is that that's like we were saying earlier, like a failure is not something necessarily bad. It's making it your testimony, you know, which I think is so cool. Once you step back and see the big picture. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Airs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream, it is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is 
the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds for sponsoring today's episode. Are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yeah, and it's hard to see it until you're on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why if you haven't had your dark moment yet, and in some of you in your 20s that might be listening haven't had that yet, mm-hmm. or you think you've had it, but it's not really it, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, when you get to the other side of that, or even if you haven't had that yet, I almost look at that stuff with excited expectation now. And when I go through something tough, I'm, I'm like, I'm here for it because without this tough moment, the great can't come. I won't be able to have the meat that I need to go out and help other people get through this or navigate this. So it's all on purpose in my opinion. So if that helps you get through it, take that with you. No, I love that. And what was your first corporate job? You said that you worked as an executive in a corporate office. What was that? So I have a master's in accounting and finance, which is so funny. If you look at what I do today, I totally use a calculator. So doesn't mean I'm good at math. (laughs) But the reason I did that is my family was, I grew up stability is the thing, you know, get the job, get the 401k. So I did. And I went into corporate. And if any of you follow the Enneagram, I'm a three wing two. So I'm like the massive achiever personality. Mm-hmm. pros and cons to that. But when in, you know, very young age, I was the youngest financial controller in this global company and it was great. Cause it was just me. I could like be a workaholic. I was jet setting to Germany and Spain and living from the Blackberry phone. And it was super cool until met my now husband and we realized we wanted to have kids and went through this season of, Oh, I can't work at 60 hours a week and have the family life that I know I'm meant to have. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of when that transition came through and I jumped to network marketing. Again, went to the top 1% of the industry, the $50,000 checks, the car bonuses, the $17,000 months. Like I celebrated my 30th birthday in Vegas with bottle service and all the things. Yeah, And then I got lost. For me, that was actually... I thought, you know, oh, she made it, Stephanie made it. But what nobody could see is that it was the, at the expense of everything. I was working harder than I ever worked before. I was having massive anxiety attacks. 
I was success. I was the next rank advancement. Like my worth only came through recognition and my entire identity was that company, everything. And I believe that, you know, God stepped in for me. That's what I believe. And I was, you know, I had to go through something so that I could be realigned and kind of, cause I'm stubborn. I'm like, no, no, like yeah. I'm really going to make the, I don't believe you Lord. Like I'm just, just, just hold on. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But really I needed it to fall apart because it was this kind of false idol for me. And it did like it fell apart. There was a multiple number of reasons why that happened, but we, money was gone. I borrowed money from my kid's savings account. I had gained 60 pounds. I was having massive anxiety attacks because it was the first time I'd ever failed in a business sense. I had a newborn baby. I had a two-year-old. I'm 60 pounds overweight and I'm just like crying into my Doritos. Like why? (laughs) What am I going to do with my life? Ah." And that was kind of like my rebirth though. So it's crazy because when I thought everything was gone and like my life was over, I was shown what really mattered. Mm -hmm. And I was taken to a space of being so broken that I had to rebuild what mattered and who I wanted to become. And it took a year and it was rough. I, you know, therapy, getting my health back, finding my happiness again in, in my just self, in my family, in my husband, letting go of like, oh, you are the amount of money in the bank. You are how much you can do, how much you work. Mm-hmm. And I retrained my thoughts and I really, you know, spiritually found myself again. And through that process, I was then led to what I do today. And it was about three years of trying to figure out what that meant. But now I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, now it all makes sense. All that hard stuff was on purpose so that I can coach women going through that today. Yeah, that's so powerful too. I feel like to come from come back from the other side and look back at that moment and say that this was meant to happen. This is and helping other women that are currently in that situation that feel like there's no purpose for this, like everything's just going wrong. I feel like that's something so powerful that you have. Me too. Oh my gosh, me too. And the beauty of it as well is that I think if you are going through something super hard and tough, and especially if you have um, an online space where you're trying to grow a brand influencer, online entrepreneur, coach, like most everyone is doing something online now. As you're going through the hard, if you can be vulnerable enough to share it while you're going through the hard, you help so many people. Cause I, you know, I waited until Mm -hmm. it was all over and I was successful again to ever share that. And people, they just, you wouldn't believe like the inbox messages and people that reach out to me and they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm going through that right now. And I'm going through this transition and it hurts and it's painful and I feel like I'm lost and I don't know what's next and I'm overwhelmed. And thank you for sharing that. And now that I hear that, I realize your truth and your testimony is that is what heals others. Mm -hmm. And so don't be afraid of how scary or hard that might be to share because I think we're going through it to share it on purpose. I could not agree more. I actually also, like you were saying, everyone has a a coach or everyone's doing a coaching business, online business. I also help people with their YouTube channel, with their online brand and their online presence. And one of the biggest things I tell people is share your struggles and don't, I mean, obviously there's some things that you can keep private, but if you're going through something, don't be afraid to open up about it and let people know that you're going through it. It doesn't make it less like, 
less cool or, oh, people are not going to like you for it. Like it's normally the opposite where people are so thankful that there's someone else going through it that looks just like them or it's just like them. So I feel like sharing your struggles is actually a really, really great thing to reach a lot of people because they're going to be very thankful that someone else is going through it as well. Yeah. And it makes you more relatable. Exactly. So if you're building a brand or a business or a YouTube channel and you're all business or you're all makeup tutorials or you're all whatever, it's cool, but you can grow so much faster when they have a way to resonate with you. And I think when we share, like I'm all up on my stories talking about my pimples, my kids, you know, threw a fruit snack at my head in my last story. Right. And it's like, my audience is the mompreneur. And so she is like, oh my gosh, I feel you, you know? Mm -hmm. And because she can resonate with me and I'm, it, I'm making her laugh because with life, right? Hashtag mom life over here. <laughs> but yet I'm a business coach. So it's this weird tandem of, of you going, wait, you can be a business coach and run this professional business or have a podcast or do a YouTube channel and be a hot mess. And that's going to be successful. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's why it's successful. No, exactly. I feel like it's more intimidating if you were to be a business coach and pretend like your life is perfect, that you've never failed and that this had just all happened to fall into place. And these are the three steps to get successful. Like that's exactly. not realistic and it's very intimidating. It makes people not even want to start because they feel like they've already failed. So there's no way that they can become successful. Exactly. And when you were first 22, early 20s, did you think that you were going to climb up the corporate ladder? Was that your goal? Or did you know that one day you wanted to quit and start your own thing? Oh my gosh. I had, I was like, what is an entrepreneur? Yeah. <laughs> In my early 20s, I was like hitting up, hitting up the clubs, living my best life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, corporate was the dream for me at that time, because I thought, Oh, I can make multi six figures, leave at 6 PM, go out and live my life. Like I would, my twenties were a mess, but the beauty of all of that was you have to experience things to know what fuels you. And for some people that fuels them. And they're like, that's the life I want. But once I, once I had that crossroad of marriage and children, like my Enneagram two wing kicked in. I'm like, oh, I'm an empath and I want to like be home with them. But there was this huge piece of my soul that's a creator. I'm a public speaker. I'm a mentor. Like I love work. I love it. And I didn't want to apologize for that. So I had to find this sweet spot. And I think that I was always created to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know that was a thing until I fell into it. Yeah, that normally happens. I feel like people just try something and then they're like, oh wait, is this what an entrepreneur is? <laughs> yeah. And that's why you should try everything. I think you should at least try everything. If you have this like tugging, Ooh, should I try that thing? Even if you're not sure, what's the worst that can happen? You learn one piece of that that you loved. And now you can say like, I loved pieces of corporate, but I know I didn't want to be underneath someone else that I needed to be my own boss. So I can take those pieces and then I love network marketing for the personal development, for the public speaking, for empowerment and all of that. But I didn't want to make 30% commission anymore. I wanted to make 80%. I wanted to make 80% profit margin. So yeah. I can take all those different pieces and say, what fits what I want and go create something and you can create anything, you guys, no matter what, there is a solution for your problem. I promise you. 
go and create something that fits and checks all the boxes over time. I'm still not there and I'm 34, but I think every year things become more and more clear. And I, I, I know more of what I want because I'm not afraid to try stuff that's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's such a good advice is to just try things out because so many people have an idea, but they're just too scared because they're already scared that like, oh, well, what if it doesn't work? Or, oh, it's too much work. Like I'm not even going to try. But just because you try something doesn't mean that it's forever. You know, it could just be for a period of time for you to learn something, which I think is something that I really want to get across to a lot of my followers and my audience is that trying something out doesn't mean that you have to be doing it forever. Yeah. So let me share, since you guys are, a lot of you are YouTubers, I had a YouTube channel for a minute. Please go and laugh at it. It's awesome. (laughs) I'll have it in the show notes. (laughs) Oh God, please don't. I'm like on there with my like little blue sparkly background and like put on my hair and makeup and I'd be like, so the business tips for today are, but yet I had like a three-year-old and a one-year-old, right? And so they would run in and my son loves to talk about poop anytime I'm on video. This is like, it's like cue poop. So he like runs in and he'll be like, I pooped. I'm like, oh Lord. And I'm like, now I have to start over. Like I don't edit these things. It was just such a mess. And also for me, video was really distracting. I'm good on video, but it was just distracting. So I did that for like four or five months. And then through that, I got great at copy. I got good at consistency. I got good at delivery it was growing super slow. I didn't really love it though. And I'm like, what can I do that brings the pieces of the YouTube channel into alignment for me? And that's when it was like, oh, it's podcasting because I can do it during nap time. I can edit, I can wear my PJs or my mom mess and like just live my best life over here. Mm -hmm. And so once I, I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't tried the YouTube channel. And also, I wouldn't have gotten good enough because the YouTube channel, it really prepared me to do the podcast, which ended up being the thing for me. So whatever you want to try and you're like, ooh, but should I? But what if it doesn't work out? So what? So what? And also, on this note, because you're probably thinking this, oh, but everybody's already doing it and it's already saturated. (laughs) And like a million people have a YouTube that are better than me and like everybody's doing a podcast. Listen, everybody is not you. There are a million people doing what Natalie does. There are a million people doing what I do, but nobody does it like us, right? Mm -hmm. And so you are your own kind of awesome and your own kind of special. And I think when you get up behind the video or behind the mic or on the Instagram story and you just bear your soul and you speak about what you're passionate about and you stop worrying about being perfect and you just teach people what you know, that authenticity will shine through and your, your, your little niche or your audience they will find you. I don't know if that's how it's worked for you, Natalie, but that's how it's worked for me. When I just dropped all the facade and I'm like, this is me, like take me or leave me. That's when it clicked. Completely. I mean, every time I've had some shift in my channel where I'm scared to talk about something where I'm, I don't know how my audience is going to receive it because it's a little different than what I've normally done. That's when I see the most growth. It's crazy. It's like, oh, wow. Wait, people want to see this. I was so scared to post this one video or to open up about this one topic. And it actually, I actually gained more of an audience from it, which is It's so funny how that works, how every time I'm so scared to post something, it's like the exact opposite of what I think it's going to happen. Same. I went through a surgery earlier earlier this year and I got my breast implants removed back in March. 
And I'm like, oh, should I talk about this? Should I not talk about this? I'm afraid it has nothing to do with my brand. And I went like back and forth. I had so much anxiety about sharing it. I'm like, I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to share it. And like, I kept feeling this tug, like your word of the year is truth, Stephanie. Like, are you going to be true about who you really are? Like if your best friend is your avatar, would you tell her this? I'm like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I posted it, I put it up on my podcast. I talked about it. I posted pictures and I'm like oh, holding my breath, like life is over. You know, everyone's going to like throw hate or throw shade or whatever might happen. None of it, it exploded. Like everything engagement went up. Instagram, the people engaging with me, it added a whole nother level of vulnerability where people saw me as a friend. They were like, wow, like she's, she's willing to share this with us. And they cared about me at an, on another level. They went through the surgery process with me, you know, checking on me. And it was like, that exploded my show as well. Like there was a whole nother dimension to growth. And it was Mm -hmm. something I thought would hurt my brand because it was so honest. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever experienced habits. Like you guys don't be afraid of what we're saying of just open up your heart. And if you feel the tug to share something and you're afraid of it, that's probably confirmation that you should do it. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. That has a hundred percent rang true for me. And I always try telling people like, don't be afraid to talk about something like that. Like haters are always going to be there. Also, there's always going to be some haters, but they're never going to support you no matter what you do. So you can try to please everyone, but that's just never going to happen. So you want to be your most honest self and then the audience will come like you were saying, like your true audience. You haven't made it if you don't have haters. Exactly. (laughs) I get a hater and I'm like, yes, yes. Like we know we're on the right track, baby. (laughs) No, I love that. (laughs) And what is your advice for someone who doesn't necessarily know what they want to do or doesn't not necessarily know what they want to do, but doesn't have a passion. They just don't know even like what they like to do. Because I feel like there's so many people like that too, that want to find their passion, but they don't even know how to start. Yeah. Okay. So I actually, this is what I help my, when I do private coaching, this is what I I do basically. And I help them go through a breakthrough call. And so the questions that I ask my clients, and I want you guys to write these questions down and then do this homework for yourself. I also have an episode on my podcast all about finding your calling and digging into your new niche. I think it's episode 68 of my show. I'll send it to Natalie. Yeah, I'll have it. Um, Anyway, you want to ask yourself the first question because there's two pieces of who you are. Okay, there's the first one, what are you great at? And this might be called your zone of genius, your zone of, you guys have heard that. Um, But it's what are you good at? And it's usually like a technical skill. It's a tangible skill. So this could be something like, oh my gosh, I'm amazing at writing or I'm amazing at public speaking or I'm an amazing cook or I'm so good at motherhood or caring for people. It's like something you can put your finger on. Okay. And then the other piece of who you are is the passion piece. The, Oh, I'm obsessed with blank. Like this is what I would study all day, every day. When I go to Google and I get lost in there, this is the stuff I'm looking up. Um, it's, it's the stuff you would do as, as a hobby all day long. So I'm a visual learner. So here's an example. Let's say that you are really great at meal prep, like cooking. Cooking is your thing, but you're a healthy, health uh, conscious person. You use all that meal prep stuff. Like that's what you're good at, but you're exceptionally passionate about 
exercise, about um, how to fuel your body with certain types of calories before a workout, what style of workout burns the most fat. Like that's the stuff that you're researching all day, every day. Well, if you look at those two things, all of a sudden you have the beautiful pairing of a brand. And so what I challenge my clients to do is find the common denominator between your passion over here on the right and your tactical zone of genius, the thing, you're, the thing that you're really good at, find the common denominator. So for that person, that example I gave you, it might be health and wellness through like refined fitness. So if she's looking at like, I help women have an optimal workout using fitness planning. Like if you can come up with a one sentence, that's your new tagline of the promise that you can offer people. If you can do that one thing, that exercise, it might take you an hour. It might take you some soul searching. You might want to ask, you know, your significant other, your best friends, ask the people that know you the best. What am I passionate about? What am I really good at? See the things that start coming back for you. Journal over it. If you meditate or pray over that, and then see if you can come up with a one sentence, one liner of what is your promise. You now have a brand and you now can say, how can I start adding content that fulfills this promise for my ideal person, my ideal listener, my ideal YouTube viewer, my ideal customer. So if this is the girl that we're using, she would probably say, gosh, I'm going to create a YouTube channel. And once a week, I'm going to get on there. We're going to do live meal prep together. And I'm going to create a fitness workbook that I'm going to sell through my YouTube channel. All of a sudden, she has a business model that she can mm -hmm. go out and craft over the next 12 months. So that's like literally the roadmap that I take everyone through when they're like, what do I do with my life? You know? <laughs> I mean, some people really just need someone to talk about it and like bounce the ideas back and forth because yeah. that's such a huge thing I've realized even with what I'm doing, like with coaching on building a brand on YouTube and social media, right. a lot of people just need to talk about it and like kind of have you validate, like, is, does this make sense? Like, is this right? And you're like, yes, like you're breaking through, you know? So I think that that's so important is having someone else, like you were even saying, talk to your significant other, talk to your best friend, talk to your mom or dad and ask them also, like, what do you think I'm good at? What am I, what do you see me? Like, what is a skill that I have? Or, yeah. <laughs> and it's there the whole time. I'm sure you experience this with your clients too, Natalie. It's there the whole time, but it's lost in an idea, in a slew of ideas. They usually have like 10 big, I'm great at this and this and this and this and this. So they have these 10 big picture ideas, but they're, they're pulling it from what they see everyone else doing is what I usually find. Mm -hmm. Like get rid of what you see happening out there. This is not about, well, Mary's doing that. And I get it. I did this too. They're like, oh, but Mary's doing a YouTube channel about makeup and it looks like it's blowing up. So I should do that because I like makeup. But the thing is, that's not yours. That's Mary's. Don't yeah. even get distracted. And so if you can try to clear all that up and highly recommend whatever coach or mentor, like the biggest breakthrough I had in my Britney Spears circa 2016 breakdown <laughs> was I took the last $200 we had in PayPal so that my husband didn't know about it. And I met with a coach for 45 minutes. And that coach basically turned the mirror back on me and was like, just tell me what you loved about 
you know, what you were doing before. Yeah. Tell me your strengths and your skill set. And it was like, I was almost just afraid to say the stuff I knew I should be doing. So yeah, yeah I'm with you. No, I, I think that that's such good advice and something that so many people need to hear. And now going back to how you work like four hour work weeks and, or not work weeks, work days. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm all, ooh, four hour work week. <laughs> a work day. <laughs> I am starting to read that book though. Yeah. I've like, I wanted to pick it up. That's a, the next book that I want to read. But speaking of books, wait, have you read um, To Hell with the Hustle? It's by Jefferson Bethke. I think that's how you say his name. No, but I am so anti-hustle. So I am totally need to read that. You need to read it. It's also a Christian book and it's oh, just, nice. it's really, really good. It's so good. And even if you're not a Christian, it's a great book to read because, but that's just where like his, his reasoning stems from, but it is such a good book. What and was I, it called again? To Hell with the Hustle. Okay, cool. I'm going to totally order that. Yeah. I always tell all my followers to check out that book. Like I'll post it on my story and it's just such a good book. And yeah, I definitely, definitely recommend everyone to read that. But back Yay. to the four-hour workday, how do you do that? So what, what's your morning like? What is your day? Like take us through your day and how you time batch. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I, like I said, I'm married and I have two littles. And so we'll start with the, the um, weekdays. And here's the thing, guys. Balance, it does exist, but it's not 50-50-50. Balance for me is creating a life that fuels me in each area that's super important to me. So I've got my faith is number one. Second is my health, because if I am not healthy and I am not super energetic, I cannot be the best mom and wife that I can be. So I've got to take care of me and my health. And then next is my family, my kids and my husband. And then finally, it's my business. So you got to create these categories for your life first. I then went and said, okay, if I want to be led in each of these categories or like fueled in each of these categories, what does that look like? So mm-hmm. I made a promise to myself and your promises to yourself are more important to all the other promises out there. Okay. Like Mary Jo and that happy hour can wait if you did not keep the promise to yourself to go to the spin class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I start with, okay, I'm getting up an hour before my family. I'm going to pray. I'm journaling. I'm doing my Bible study homework. And that for me is my spiritual time. So every morning that happens, it's a promise. The next thing that happens is get my kids to school and then I go to the gym. And I draw, I live in the, in the little mountain range out here, 30 <laughs> minutes to my bougie gym so that my other kiddo can go into their amazing daycare that he loves. I can work from their Wi-Fi bar. And because I'm paying for this gym, I'm going to show up and I'm a competitive person. I plant my little booty front and center because I know if I'm up here in the front of this classroom doing my Zumba, doing my boot camp or whatever I'm doing, I'm going to put my best effort forward. And that's a promise to myself. So four days a week, that's happening every single morning. And then the next thing that I do is if my second child is home with me, uh, three days a week, he's home. He naps still. Praise Praise baby Jesus. My son still naps. I'm going to just, you know, fingers crossed I get six more months out of him because he's three. So, oh, sadness. But he'll go to nap and he naps for like three hours. It's gangster. That's nice. That's yeah. yeah. So while he's napping, I am working. So here's where work comes in. So from one o'clock 
to about 3.30, 12.30 to 3.30 usually, I am like lasered in. And this is my coaching clients. This is podcast recording. This is PR. This is me coming on Natalie's show right now, pouring into all of you. Um, this is whatever else. I have a VA that helps me, maybe corresponding with her, getting things done, uh, content for social, email marketing, all of that. And I've outsourced everything that I can possibly outsource because I do not want to work doing little things that somebody else can help me with. I want to do stuff that lights me up, grows my brand visibility, or helps my client change her life. That's all I want to do. So whatever you can outsource, do it. I know it costs money, but you can be super resourceful. I held on to stuff for way too long. I outsource my house cleaning. I outsource my podcast editing. I outsource my inbox. I outsource my PR for the show. Like get rid of it. I'm telling you, it will change your life. If you guys have that, yeah, (laughs) you need to do it. Like do it yesterday because your life will change. And the beauty of it here was the rule of thumb. If it costs me more than I would charge in my hourly rate to do this thing, and I can pay someone less than that amount to outsource this, it has to be outsourced. And I'm like, oh crap, I can outsource like there's a everything. lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was so worth it. Plus it's a tax write-off. Okay, I'll get off of that soapbox, but I'm just telling you guys, like, do the thing. <laughs> so work. I mean, I'm working. I am not also scrolling Insta. I'm not even in there. I, you know, because that will drain your energy for your business. It will distract you. Don't let, don't be reactive to social media. Again, you have the power to control your day. Every minute is your choice. And if you want to have an extremely successful life full of abundance and time, get rid of being a slave to everything and everyone else and let your boundaries be promises that you keep to yourself. So what I mean by that is after all of these things are done, then my kid's awake. Um, everyone's just chilling for a few hours before daddy Moo gets home. And that's when I'm like, okay, I'm breathing, following up with emails, getting on Instagram, uh, getting in the inbox, doing the DMS back to people because my community is everything. Mm -hmm. And then when my husband gets home, everything turns off. So about six 30 at night, there's no phone within my reach. There is no clients. There's nothing but family. And then here's the crazy one, you guys. If you were to look at that, you'd go, oh, Steph's doing a lot of self-care. She's doing a lot of work, but only like a little bit of family time. And I recognized that. And I also recognized that I was addicted to social media. I was addicted to my phone. And I was willing to admit I had a problem. And B, I was like, I have to change this because I don't want to set the example for my family that this is okay. I also don't want to live in this world of like non-reality. It doesn't, what, what am I even doing? And I would find myself clicking the apps without even knowing I was clicking them. I'm like, this is addiction. Mm -hmm. It's a habit now. It's so bad. And so I got to this space. I'm like, what can I do? So what I did about, gosh, a year ago now I started deleting Instagram and Facebook on Friday. The apps are gone until Monday morning. And I know people are like, but Steph, I run a business. Yeah. I was just about to say, but yeah. your, your business is on the internet. <laughs> yeah. What if Mary DMs me? What do I like? I have to keep checking. I'm like, listen, the DMs are there. You get in on Monday. They're there. 
all the pictures I took over the weekend, I post them up to stories on Monday. It was so flipping liberating. I recommend it so fiercely. Just try it one time. My, now the crazy part was I started to do this and my community was like, oh, I'm so scared of that. But are you sure? I'm like, bye guys. And I would just delete it. <laughs> and the crazy thing was I got back on Monday and I would have more engagement than I had on Friday and it didn't affect anything. But I felt at peace. There was never a, like a pulling in the back of my mind, like, oh, somebody could have liked my thing, but do I have a message? Like it was gone. It was like this full moment of just being at peace, playing games, making dinner, just sitting and to sit, like mm -hmm. not getting on the phone and being like, well, I'm sitting. So now I have to have my phone in my hand. It was transformational. Well, what's happened over time, my community started doing it with me. And so now I've created all of these people that are like, bye Steph, see you Monday. And they're all deleting the app. And I'm like, yes, like it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so amazing. So if any of you are finding yourself in that like addicted space, I know I was, I don't think it's shameful to say it. I think people aren't talking about it enough. Mm -hmm. Try this, just try it one time and see how you feel. And even if you had to start with just 24 hours and I tried to like set the timer, you guys know you can set the timer on the Instagram yeah, app. Yeah. And I would be like, ignore, ignore. I had to <laughs> fully delete it. Like that's how bad it was. So now if you look at that, um, life I've just mapped out for you, I have pretty equal between business and family and here's where the money comes in. So yes, I meet with clients probably three, four times a week, but 70, 60 to 70% of my income is passive. It comes from my courses. So I created a podcasting course, helping women create a podcast because people kept hiring me. How do I start a successful podcast? I created this course that I can say, oh, you want to start a show? Just take the course. I'm not meeting with them. I'm not doing any type of one-on-one. -on -one. It's a self-study product. And that's how you run a business like, that's how you run a life like this is you have to come up with something that you can monetize in a passive, I believe, a passive way that solves a problem for your, um, your viewer or your listener. I am all on board for that. This new year, actually, it, my goal is to start an online course. And that's hey. like all I'm going to be working on. And I'm really excited to start that because I agree with you. That is the best way to make your living, but also just like enjoy your life, you know, like you yeah. have time. So I definitely think that I want to do that because I still, I still want to meet one-on-one -on -one with clients, but I want most of my income to be passive. Absolutely. And you have, once you guys start building an audience like Natalie has, you now know what's the thing I'm getting asked all the time mm -hmm. and think about how am I answering this over and over again? What's the system I'm giving people? And as you start to see that trend come to life, as you build an audience, your audience creates the course for you. That's you, yeah. Yeah. You know, and you're like, Oh, I had the course all along. Cause it's what people are asking me for over and over and over again. And I think people get it twisted because they think I should create the course before I have an audience. No, it's opposite. Mm -hmm. Start the podcast, start the YouTube channel, do the blog, do the thing first and solve her problem or his problem for free over and over and over service, you know, solve service, help them, let them see transformation, which in turn makes them trust you. And then you can say, what do you guys need more of? And as they start to, to communicate with you and really give you feedback, they build the course over time and you can create this thing. You can launch it. You already have an audience to buy from you. And when they start having results, it's social proof and it takes off. 
Yeah, I always say don't be afraid to give stuff out for free because you need to have that trust. Like I put blog posts with a bunch of value in it, podcasts with value in it, YouTube videos, because that's no one's going to buy it or buy your online course if they don't even know what type of content you normally produce or what value you normally bring. Yes. Amen. You guys write that down. Yes. (laughs) That's the secret today. (laughs) Also, before we log off here, who is the number one inspiration in your life or someone just, I guess, that has inspired you throughout your life? Oh gosh, there are so many people. You know, I think um, my dad always really inspired me because they came from this house with six kids with two bedrooms. The house was like 600 square feet. I mean, it was rough over there. And he, you know, made this big career out of nothing. And so I saw that work ethic. And then when you look at the other side and you look at my mom, the most selfless human literally on the planet, like she will do anything for anyone. She would give you her shirt, like anything. And I was able to look at these two humans with very different strengths and say, how can I become the best of both of them? So they are both extremely inspirational. And then now, um, there's so many people in the online world that I look up to. Gosh, um, Trent Shelton is one of them. Oprah. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, Chris Harder. Like, there's these people that I find in the online sphere as I navigate different transitions that really speak to my heart. And I t- I'm with them and I'm taking different messages or different things from them. And then it's funny because I, I think they end up showing you someone new and you go, oh, now that I've kind of elevated or grown through this phase, I have this new mentor that's been shown to me. And I think that it's all just divine. Like there's always someone waiting for you when you're ready to receive that next level of mentorship. They're waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Just have an open heart and an open mind. And when you feel that tug and somebody's message resonates with you, follow it. Cause they're usually there on purpose to help inspire you. Yeah, no, I really, really love that. And all your tips on the, today's episode has been so helpful. I know to my audience, but especially to me. So thank you Good. for sitting down, taking the time to chat on the podcast. And where can they find you for more information? Because I definitely know that everyone's going to want to follow you after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Natalie. So the best place to find me is my website, which is stephaniegass.com. That has all the things. But I hang out on Insta, go laugh at my stories. I'm not kidding about the poop and fruit snacks. So I know some of you may not have kids yet, but you can still come laugh. That's at Stephanie Gass. And my name's spelled with an F, Stephanie with an F, and then G-A-S-S. And then my podcast is called The Mompreneur Mastermind Show. And on my show, it is the Christian entrepreneur that is trying to scale a passive income business. I have live coaching on the air. I have stump stuff episodes where you guys can come on and ask me anything and a lot of hot mess moms sprinkled in. So it's a good time. (laughs) Awesome. I will have everything in the show notes, but thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on my podcast. That was it for today's episode. What did you guys think? I would love to know. If you guys enjoyed, be sure to give it five stars, of course, on iTunes. DM me. Post on the private Facebook page. I'm revamping that, and it's going to become so good and so interactive and so engaging, and I'm really excited. And that's all I have to say for the outro. So thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next Monday with another episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hey, my name is Lovon Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. 
At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.